Welcome Fruitball fans, another Friday, another exciting review. On today's episode, we experience a man whose peaceful life gets taken away from him by LA gang members in John Henry 2020. As always, there will be heavy spoilers, so please watch this film first if you don't want it spoiled. Now that the spoiler warning is done, grab a snack, pour a drink and get comfy for today's episode of Fruitball Weekly. <laughs> Fruitball Weekly and a can of coke. I'm Ramra, joined again by Kitchen. It's hammer time. And on to a quick synopsis before the main review. John Henry is a modern take on the folktale of John Henry. In this retelling, John Henry is an ex-gang member who has left that life behind. But when a cartel escapee winds up on his doorstep, he will go to the ends of the earth to keep her safe. So despite that... I guess, synopsis, this film is pretty much missing a plot. Yeah, and when you call it a modern take of the old folk hero folk song, it's less of a modern take and more of a modern disaster. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, it so is. Bit in the face of the folklore. He's just, he's an ex-gangster? Yep. <laughs> who fights gangs? That's it. But he doesn't want to fight the gang. He only has to fight the gang because the gang are after one person who can draw a dog. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. This film has the problem of being at least five films in one. And in some cases that kind of works with other films because you can see it from all angles and then those five stories might uh, converge at the end and then you get like a big climactic finale. Um, some other films like do that really well. In this one, it's a, I guess, a cartel escapee film. It's a generic action film. In some cases, it's a home invasion film. They have the one bit of story that makes it a brother's revenge film. And it's an overall gangster film. And none of these at all, except for the brother revenge story, does does anything. You're forgetting as well the most important genre. Oh, yes? It's a mess. That's f- that 10 out of 10. Ten, a- <laughs> 10 out of 10 does the mess genre completely well. Fantastic but film. The, the only reason it really feels like so many movies in one is because there's nothing to connect the scenes together. It's disjointed from the get-go. Yeah. Just the opening appears to have about three, maybe four intros. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. And none of them make sense when you put them with each other. No. Like, we get a weird two or three minute section of John Henry's dog being run over, and then him carrying it away and doing nothing about the gangster who is blaming John for it. We never find out what happens there. And then it just cuts. Abruptly cuts. Does it then cut to the found footage section after that? No, but I do think that's important to cover. It cuts to the comic book style intro after that which is quite cool i do like that sort of thing but it also is like the third intro by this time maybe the fourth because i think either i think it might be after that or before the dog scene they show this found footage scene yeah which is a smorgasbord of the n-word oh yeah oh yeah beats per minute 
just he can't. Ninety five times. So Jeez. a a beat Burma in it. Literally, the film is like 91, 92 minutes, and they say the N word ninety five times. Uh, and let's not forget the very poor pun on Quentin Tarantino and his common usage of racial slurs in his movies. It doesn't make any sense as a reference. <laughs> Fucking what was it? Fucking Quentin Tarantino or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's so fucking bad. Ah, uh, you've got to done it. You said it. I've said it. You know what? You're gonna, you're gonna anger some people. You've said it within the context of the movie. Uh oh. Uh oh. How dare you quote something verbatim <laughs> for clarity? <laughs> Send your complaints about how I quoted this film. Oh no. But <laughs> that is also a part of the longest nine minutes of my life, which is also, you know, this entire film can be summed up as the longest amount of time in your life. I'm not convinced the movie's still over. No. It, <laughs> We're just no. perpetually stuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But there's literally a nine-minute, like, one... Well, not even a one-shot, but a nine-minute scene of just three guys sat around a table talking about how gangster G they are and how they like to, like, fuck bitches and shoot people up and stuff. And two minutes in, I was like, I just I just want this scene to be over. Yeah, it was grindingly dull. For some reason, not only did they make it 4 by 3 to sort of, I guess, show that there was an old VHS tape yeah. in the 90s-ish, but they felt the need to make the box even tinier instead of just changing the aspect ratio. Yeah. Why? Why make it smaller? We don't... What? It's further... It's like, uh... It's like your boy Snyder. He likes the letterbox. So, maybe they wanted to go for that style. I feel like they were trying to show something low resolution. But why do that when you've already got all the effects and stuff over the video? Why do you need to go the extra steps to do that? Yeah. It just makes it harder to watch. It's like, it's it's such a fucking mess. Because you yeah. set this up with the table scene. Don't forget that it cuts to another gang, I guess. Then I guess the cartel escapees kick down the door because a Spanish woman named Bert is there. And that's the sister of one of them. It's so... And, and, and Dirty Feet! Dirty Feet's in there! Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why is that there? It's just to be like, haha, them white bitches be dirty, lol. It's like, oh, fucking, come on. And like I said earlier, there's a shootout that happens. Fucking Berta gets saved. But then I guess Oscar, who's the, who's the brother escapee, he gets gunned down and Berta runs away. And it's it all just happens kind of really quickly. There's not really any setup. It's just guys talking and then they get shot and then they run away. Yeah. And then Berta ends up at John Henry's house. Oh, don't forget, Berta just straight up kills a man. Oh, yes, she does. Yeah. And it was the most deserving of men because he didn't even pay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so Berta ends up running to fucking John Henry's house because we need a reason for John Henry to be in the film. And that's his reason. The reason is because she's a runaway. He's a kind-hearted giant. That is your plot. And for some reason, John Henry's gonna give up his entire life to protect this girl he's just met by playing the most uninteresting, boring character 
And this is mind-boggling because John Henry's played by Terry Crews. And when I think of Terry Crews, I'm thinking Old Spice adverts. Loud, bombastic, high energy. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And it's nowhere. Nowhere to be seen. There's no energy. John Henry's just fucking dull. He's dull as fuck. <laughs> wow. He really is. <laughs> and I don't think that's any fault of his own. Absolutely not. We know he can play crazy emotive roles. Yep. And I'm I'm okay with him taking on something like John Henry to become more rough and play someone a bit more serious. Expand sort of like his repertoire, like a more diverse character range. Exactly, because no one really wants to be typecast. No. Unless, of course, you're Johnny Depp and your type is crazy <laughs> wacky man. Yeah, that's true. But I do think this was a decent opportunity, if not for the absolutely poor writing and direction. Yeah. Because they didn't do Terry Crews any justice. In fact, I've never seen anyone's career in Hollywood or in movies end so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I didn't really watch trailers for this. I just sort of saw, like, the screenshot, read the synopsis, and I expected it to be sort of like a gang warfare film. So these two escapees, you know, they get to John Henry, and John Henry's like this quiet badass, I guess similar to, I guess if you want to say John Wick, and I expected some sort of longer fight scene, maybe some dispersed throughout the film, but really there's like two fight scenes, one at John Henry's house and then the ending, and they're both relatively short. Yeah. They don't do anything truly bombastic. There's no payoff. There isn't. When you pay attention, <laughs> well, if you can have the attention span to keep watching this dull ass of a movie. Yeah. If you pay attention to the film, you will realise very quickly that if you do get a payoff, it's going to fizzle anyway. But instead, all we get, really, is a battle of two titans. Literal references to the devil. Yeah. Many, many Bible references. And a standoff that is lacklustre at best. It's such a letdown. Now, I will say, I didn't really go into this film with any expectations because I didn't do any research on it. And I'm kind of glad because I feel like if I had high expectations for this film, I would I would probably just burn it to the ground. <laughs> I had some expectations because I saw the name Terry Crews. Yeah, actually, I suppose as a name drawing in the crowds... That would give you some sort of huge expectations for a wild, bombastic adventure, which is not what you get. No. Even if it was over-the-top action, do it. Go crazy. Make yeah. it a bad movie worth watching. That is it, because this has a lot of elements of a B-movie. Like, you have the entire film looks like it's shot on one singular street, almost. You get a lot of shots that take place in a room or two. You have very few lead actors. Like, really, you have Terry Crews, again, as John Henry. You have Jamila Velasquez, I believe, as Berta. And you have Ken Foray as BJ Henry. Those are really your main trio of heroes. And you have Ludacris, who plays Hell, and that is your main antagonist. <coughs> Helen. <coughs> That is true. His uh, taxes and utility bills are made out to Helen and not Hell. Imagine being so uncomfortable 
with your name and so uncomfortable with your masculinity, you have to become a psychotic gang lord to compensate. I absolutely kind of abhor that because I <laughs> I thought the minute his name popped up and it was and I guess the mom or grandma or whatever, whoever that character was, just to be like, Don't do it, John Henry. There's so many Rams. characters that are like, don't do it, John Henry. It's like, whatever, get out. Get out of the film. Yeah, but he is the gentle giant, remember? But I was like, okay, so did he literally become the leader of this gang because he was bullied for his name? That is the first thing (laughs) I thought of. And I'm like, that's so fucking petty. (laughs) The thing is, you say you abhor it. I would adore it if they went full into it. Yeah. If they made it absurd, if... There were, I guess, some sort of flashback or some sort of crazy situation where he would mention it. Like, they named me fucking Helen, like that. It's like, they really, like, hammed it up. Yeah. But they don't do any of that. It's just sort of like, here's this bill. It says Helen. It's never mentioned again. And after, I guess, like, uh, the flashback that we do get that establishes that John Henry and Hell slash Helen are, I guess, cousins. Yeah, with the same surname. It's like, that is... What you should have started the film off with. Or at least, you know, have John say like, oh, he's my cousin and this is what made him, I guess, hate me or get to the top or something. But they have a little scuffle in this flashback and they, like, he gives John Henry a gun. John's like, I don't want the gun. And then a slight push causes him to shoot, I guess, hell. And he gets, like, a metal golden jar to replace the injury. With Satan's penis <laughs> etched into it. Peter on his face. <laughs> it's like, what? And we don't get any setup. We don't get how he made it to the top. It's literally just, I'm going to make it to the top. Hey, John, you'll be my right-hand man. Take this gun. I don't want the gun, hell. Take the gun. Bang. I'm at the top. It's like, eh. It's not about money. It's about respect. It's about not being called Helen anymore. <laughs> yes, it's not about being called Helen. That's what he means by respect. Absolutely. I guess he sees his name as disrespect, yeah. Although they don't touch on that, they should. They have many sparks of a film. Yeah. And they actively threw the sparks in without going, we'll develop this spark, we'll turn it into a big explosion film that'll put our names on there as big directors. Nope. But instead it sparks a tire fire. That's it. It fucking, it fizzles out after three minutes. It's toxic. (laughs) Fucking, oh. And if we sort of talk about the dynamics in this film, because there's really... what? I know. It's it's shocking. That word is foreign to me (laughs) at this point. But there's at least two. There's Hell and his managing of his gang, which we get about five minutes of throughout the entire film. And we have... Berta, John Henry, uh, BJ Henry, and I guess Emilio as the second dynamic, and that's Emilio played by Joseph Soria. They, the film revolves around them. Really, Hell is a secondary character because he only becomes a true antagonist 30 minutes before the end, and we genuinely don't give a shit about him. And the dynamic of John and his new, I guess, family or whatever, is that... No, no, that's fine. You don't have to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it's just it's so hard to try and even <laughs> fathom the way that this film works. But I guess Emilio wants to run away with Berta just to get her safe because they're related in a whole side plot that just comes out of his ass and who gives a fuck. And BJ Henry and John Henry are like, you should stay here for the meantime. You'll be safer. We'll protect you. We're secretly related to Helen. You're by Helen. And he won't touch you while you're here. John fucking gives Emilio the chance to escape with Berta. And he decides, no, I'm not going to do it. And a giant house fight kicks off. And that is when John goes off to the ending, kills Hell, and the film ends. And smashes his car. And smashes, smashes his part of property before he does. Smashes his dad's car, it seems like. Really? I don't know. It might be the same car as John yeah. Henry's father's. Because they do mention, oh man, your dad loved that car. Oh yes, the uh, the aforementioned Cadillac. That's going to bring him all the babes. That's right. It's his arc, isn't it? Another biblical reference that I forgot about until <laughs> Yeah. But the way they all work together is so dumb. Because Emilio just sort of, I'm a pill popper, but I care about Berta. It's like, fine, but you don't really establish that. And when you do, you die. So your character's yeah. fucking pointless. Hold up, friend. We uh, we don't really care about you. Yes, like, <laughs> exactly. Wh- what are you giving? You, you sell pills to people in LA or Hollywood people. Why are we supposed to care about you as a character? We're not supposed to until he gives a shit about Berta. But the minute he gives a shit about Berta, he dies. Yeah, but that's just family, though, isn't it? No, that's it's just, just family. That's, that's, that's the expectation. He's not really going out of his way. <laughs> yeah. And then Berta and John and BJ, their dynamic is that he's the gentle giant that she immediately latches onto. Um, BJ is the translator because John can't speak Spanish. And they all become a little tight-knit happy family because he gets to laugh with Berta as Berta's talking a load of smack that we don't get to know about because this fucking film doesn't have subtitles for the Spanish speaking parts. No. Yeah, I think one of the best things about this film is having to pause it after like a few minutes in just so I can quickly learn Spanish. (laughs) So if, if you don't speak Spanish and you want to watch this movie, Maybe take a Spanish course first, so, yeah. you know. The runtime technically is in the months. This film, for some reason, has a very, very specific audience. And that audience is, I guess, an African-American Compton man who speaks Spanish and yes. was an old gangbanger, but is actually a kind-hearted dude. It's a very niche film. Yeah. Also, if you don't believe that there are white bats in Cambodia, this movie's for you. <laughs> But yeah. I, I do I do enjoy that the old racist man stereotype isn't just a white people thing. I'm glad there's an African-American racist old man. <laughs> That's it. It, <laughs> it reaches all the demographics at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do enjoy as well that there are female gangbangers both in the inner circle and as the victims. Yep. Which sort of... It's nice, that, it's nice that the gangs are branching out. That's it. <laughs> it's nice that they're becoming more welcoming. Everybody's to other genders. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's welcome. You don't, you don't want to be accused of being a sexist crime organization. <laughs> that's true. That's the that's the biggest <laughs> of your worries there. That's it. No, we don't see any male people trafficked. Sadly, though. 
No. They've missed a a bit there. They've missed a beat. Speaking of beats, the music in this film... The scenes in which we're supposed to hear dialogue, but instead all you can hear... Is DJ Quick and Problem. (laughs) Yeah. You can't fucking hear jack shit. It no. sounds like a goddamn drill noise going off in yes. some cases. It's like, what? The only song I think that is good is the original folk song, which is used about three times in brief moments. I would like to hear more of it, actually. That's it. Like, I feel like the only relation to the John Henry folklore, which is the actual, I guess, John Henry folk songs that they put in this, are actually really nice. Like, they actually, they're genuinely enjoyable songs. And they're used yeah. at, like, the beginning, the end, and, I guess, uh, sometime in the middle. When he begins his rampage before he hammers a person to a telephone pole. Right, okay. I will say that I missed a bit in the middle because all I could hear is shitty rap music. Which I know, hot uh, Yeah, take. and probably still reeling from the human centipede thing. Because oh, I was deep God. in thought during that, but the answer's <laughs> clear. I'll be at the front. Oh, no. But where where would you be on a human centipede? <laughs> no, my fucking luck. I'll be in the middle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Best <laughs> of both. <laughs> I'll be fucking eating shit and shitting shit. Oh, no. Well, that is you. <laughs> But the Berta and John Henry relationship is just because Berta can draw his now dead dog, which is, you know, John Henry then gushes over that and goes, I'll protect you forever. It's like, oh my God, he's not. You know what? I don't think John Henry is a realistic character. What? I know. You think this fictional character based on a folk tale, based on a real person? It's not realistic. Oh, you know what? I'm saying it. I'm going to put my foot down. But it's but it's based on a true person nope. whose story was overinflated. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's this this whole film. As much as we're, I guess, being sporadic about what we're talking about, it's just because there's not there's nothing to really latch on with on this film. No. There's at least five important characters or six if you want to fucking talk about Oscar, who's magically revived at the end. Yeah, he was shot like two or three times as well. He should have been six feet under. And he turns up at the end just bullet hole free. He's, magi- he's magically gained the ability to regenerate. Yeah. John Henry's head kind of heals as well after being shot through the cranium. That's it. That is right. To be honest, that was the scene. I think that confused me the most. What, you, you think it was all a dream after that point? <laughs> is he on a well, coma? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> well, no, it's just, it's the fact that she shot him. I was like, right, so John Henry's just dead then. Right, fine, or whatever. But then John Henry gets back up after he gets shot. And then I'm like, okay, so did the bullet skim past his cranium? It seemed like it skimmed past to me, but it looked like there were holes as well. And then we get, I guess, John Henry's love interest? <laughs> Not really. Uh, no, his dog died. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, Tasha, I think her name is. The person who had the most awkward scene. <laughs> for <laughs> some reason, it's weird for a man to buy sanitary products. Well, I mean, you have to also think that he's buying sanitary products for a woman that he's literally only just met. So maybe it's a bit weird. I don't know. No, no man I know would stand there in indecision. If they don't know what to get, they'll get a few. Yeah. At least. Just just grab a bunch and just go, <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And then they have like a little reminiscent scene where they awkwardly dance and then it just ends. Yeah, it's <laughs> basically, we are both old and alone. <laughs> Let's get together. <laughs> it is a very cringy scene. She does have kind of a role to play, though. She was the intended driver for the two kiddos that he was trying to save. I mean, I guess. But to me, the only real role she fulfills is just to be another person who goes, John Henry, you shouldn't do this. Because yeah. when the when the yeah. bullet is, I guess, in his brain, I assumed he was on a time limit. I assumed, like, right, Same. somehow he's, I guess, um, knuckled through it or, like, he's toughed it out. And he's got, I don't know, five minutes or something before he dies from the bullet wound. And then I guess that would technically go along with the folktale. Because I believe the yeah. folktale is that he hammers through the mountain, creates the railroad tunnel. But in doing so, and I guess winning some piece of land, he collapses and dies. Didn't he have to beat out a... A drilling like machine. A, a, yeah. Yes. He beat it with his hammer just about. But then... As a folktale goes, he died of exhaustion thereafter. Yeah. And in this case, the bullet could have been, the, I guess, the drilling machine, causing the time limit for him to get to hell to beat him. And then, you know, the him with the hammer that he finally uses at the end is him getting towards the end of that mountain. He beats hell with the hammer. Hell dies, and then he finally succumbs to his bullet wound or his second bullet wound or however many yeah. times John Henry gets shot and then he dies. It seems like they do set up for that with Tasha's line saying something along the lines of you should go to the hospital. Yeah. Telling us that he is in trouble and he might die. But then obviously, as you say, he could tough it out. Yeah. Which leads to the ending. But talking about that and referencing the, the folktale, when you think about it, John Henry and his hammer is fighting against the machinations of Helen. Yeah. And in doing so, he earns back his people's land in a way where he frees the streets of crime. Yes. Or at least takes down the gang. Now, this could be that, but the <laughs> movie doesn't give any any indication that it is about this besides the folk song. I was just about to say, uh, I don't know what fucking film that is that you just mentioned, but it sounds good, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> that's, that's a good film. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I watched that instead of John Henry. But there isn't, you know, as much as we've gone mostly negative, there are po positives, I guess. It, yeah, the movie is positively ludicrous. <laughs> Much like the rapper. But, <laughs> fucking, I don't know, it's just, one of the good scenes to me is when BJ does eventually die, because they actually do what is considered a good scene, because you have Berta, who's actually connected with BJ throughout this time, you know, bawling her eyes out, and she's like, no, I need to go get him, we need to save him, and John Henry's keeping her back, and while he's on the floor slowly bleeding out, he gets up, he says, my dick is legendary, because that's a reference to an earlier quote in the film. <laughs> so smart. Yeah. And he blows up, I guess, an oxygen tank, and he kills the gang members that have come to kill his family and kills himself. Yeah, he might be stubborn, old, and a little bit, I guess... Absolutely racist. Abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. But... 
he sacrifices himself for others, you know, yeah. so that others may live. And in a way, BJ stands for Black Jesus. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and just like Jesus, his dick is legendary, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. Because Ooh. that's how it goes. <laughs> Uh-oh. What a film. <laughs> but um, that scene is good for about, you know, two minutes, but they decide to skimp out on making a good explosion so it looks like a fucking fart in the wind. Centred on the middle of the screen so it doesn't feel natural. Yeah. And it's almost as if the people just vanish yeah. Now it does seem like they were exchanged for clothes or something because something falls. <laughs> yeah. But it sure as hell doesn't look like people. Just a fucking disintegration explosion, but only for <laughs> organic life forms. <laughs> oh wow! And the only other thing that I found was a positive was that, despite the fact it's cut away, there is actually some decent gore used towards the end. It cuts away, but it stays on long enough that you do get viscera, and you do get, like, blood splatter, and you kind of actually feel the impact of when John Henry uses the hammer, which is... I, I thought that was... I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. You know, not much blood, guts, or gore has happened in this film, so seeing that sort of sudden impact head explosion, I was like, wow, okay. That's what this film should have been. Yeah. It's almost as if they didn't care enough to make the movie good, but they cared just enough to not make it a quality B-movie. They've got the viscera. They've got, I mean, crazy story points, I guess. They've got (laughs) Helen, which they could have expanded on more. It could have been, if they weren't going the whole folklore route, it could have been an actual really enjoyable B-movie. Yeah. I mean... Helen's got a fucking golden jar, for fuck's sake. How is he not <laughs> yeah. an outrageous fucking villain? Exactly. And they even make the deal of, I don't use guns either. Granted, he says, you know, because I have other people to do it for me. But I think they should have removed that and just had a fucking hammer versus flame torch battle. They all have Satan's penis tattooed <laughs> on them in various places. <laughs> Yeah. How is that not over the top? <laughs> oh, see, I feel like in trying to stay, I guess, either faithful or trying to not disgrace the folk tale, because I guess the folk tale is quite inspirational, and there have been previous films and shorts done on the John Henry folk tale. I feel like in trying to do something that I guess tries to stay faithful or whatever. They have put in a bunch of weird shit, but then tried to make it normal, which doesn't make any sense. And how can you be faithful to the original when you have twisted it to such a degree that you end up with this gangster, shitty-ass Compton (laughs) failure (laughs) of an advert movie? And I tell you what, this this film does not make me want to move to Compton at all. No. And I have no idea why they inserted that and about two or three other music videos, quote unquote, into the film. It's like they were paid by the tourist board to throw those in. The goddamn director's music videos. Like, look, this entire film is just an excuse so I can start my music career. No, no, this it's my art artistic direction. It's like, look at all this You just don't understand how it sets the scene, man. It sets the tone. <laughs> it shows you the beauty of Compton. Uh, I feel like this could have a cult following, maybe. Yeah. It's got it's got some parts in it that 
I feel like people would latch on to and go, ah, oh, thanks to this, it's an absolutely amazing movie and you guys just don't understand. Yeah. And I feel like in a few years' time, maybe that might be the case with some parts where yeah. it just does go under the radar because the writer doesn't know how to write a film. <laughs> yeah, because unlike things like The Room, which has a cult following today, there yeah. was an intention and there was a lot of heart put into that. It's just, despite the intention and the passion and the heart, they didn't know how to make a film. So they just tried uh. their best with the clear vision that, I guess, Tommy Wiseau had. And it turned out to be a failure, but a failure that everybody loves. Yeah, well, let's not, let's not forget the, the weird sex con- contract thing he made. Yes. But in this, it feels like they didn't even really have a clear story. It's like they just nope. went, what's a lot of gangster shit that we need? And we'll put in some folktale references to bring in the people that find that inspirational. I have a feeling... On their big mind map, you know, on their storyboard, where the writer has the meeting with the production staff, there are three elements. One was John Henry, legendary folklore hero, amazing, cool guy. Then a line drawn to a question mark, (laughs) and then another line drawn to the end, and it just says, gangster movie? Gangster movie? (laughs) John Henry, huh? Gangster movie? (laughs) Yes. They all took it for some reason. They all said, yes, make it happen. And the, the guy wrote a question mark because he didn't know what he was going to make. He didn't know what he wanted to make. No, uh, but then he made this. He made this. What is this? What is it? It is question mark. <laughs> it is a very questionable <laughs> film. Oh, it's, it's, fucking, it's fucking garbage. It really it's is. It's an hour and a half wasted. I would rather, and to be honest, because they're actually better, watch the other john henry folklore movies or shorts yeah hell just listen to the song the song's cool like disney have done a 10 minute shot on the john henry folk tale i've had a look at some of the ratings and stuff that that got that seems to be really well received so yes what 6.7 imdb i don't know what rt rates it or letterboxd but yeah it's it's in the six to seven range let's say that but i feel like in the 10 minutes that they had to i guess even though they did it based on the actual folk tale, so they did the whole train thing and going through the mountain, they still created a better, I guess, reimagining or retelling of the John Henry story than this could ever dream to do. Yeah. Because it's it's really not hard. I mean, we've already described it. You could literally keep the young girl element or the, I guess, the runaway. Get rid of the whole cartel bollocks. Whatever the fucking, whatever that garbage was. Just literally have it be, hell, you know, has a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, yeah, just a bunch of guys who kidnap women or something to sell them on the streets or whatever. One escapes, who's, I guess, relatively young or whatever, ends up at John Henry's doorstep. The whole same thing can happen of they slowly connect, this time without the language barrier, so you can actually see and hear the full film. It did make BJ seem more worldly, though, which I think was the intention. Yeah. And he had he got to play like a, a father-like role to show compassion, where we wouldn't normally see that. No, that's true. Which I think is okay. So I, I guess you can still have it be multilingual if you want, that's fine. But then you can just have multiple attacks on John Henry. You know, somehow they yeah. know, maybe they try and ambush him and he bashes some people in because he keeps his hammer by his side because he hates guns. We want to see what happened to the guy who killed his dog. Yeah. 
please, we don't want him popping back in the movie alive and well. We want to we want to start off with John Henry has a short fuse when it comes to things he loves. Yeah, we want that. But instead, we get a guy who just eventually just says, yeah, I'm going to kill everyone. Even that scene of his dog being killed, you could tell he was upset, but he just walks away. And there's he no He just payoff. picks it up and walks away. I do like the fact that the villain is another African-American guy, because I do like how it's the community taking back the community from the criminals who also share the same race, because this isn't about the race. No. Although they make a couple of little racial references, and there is a sign that I theorised was on the, the caster's office yes. that says, coloured only, no whites allowed, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> in the bathroom. But I do enjoy that they've made it more about taking back your community from scum. Yeah. No matter who they are. That, to me, is a positive. Because this could have been just a redemption story. Like, it literally could have been John Henry helped Helen reach to the top. Then he realised, like, oh, the amount of guilt is weighing on me. I'm just going to exit this life and live on my own for a few years. And then he just encounters something. Maybe a a woman dies, maybe a family dies. I don't know. Something ignites that fire that causes him to then, you know, fight back. He picks off some of the sort of smaller goons and then somehow makes his way to the top into a big climactic battle. It is not hard to do this. No. I'll tell you what this is, though. Go on. It's a worse, and I can't believe I'm saying this, it's a worse London Rampage. Oh, <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah, if if you're listening and you've never heard of London Rampage, watch it. It's essentially the same movie, but better and not ruining folklore. Honestly, the story's still shit. Except in the end, he becomes the gang leader. Spoiler. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the, the film is just packed full of fight scenes and they're choreographed by a wrestler, an yes. actual wrestler, who also directed the film. It's a, <laughs> it's a very big... I'm an odd man from London, peace. It's a passion project, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is, to try and boost his career and say, look, I made a movie once. But it, it's just better. Everything this fails at, besides the folklore stuff, as I'm saying, Yeah, it's just better. And it's not a good movie. I mean, it's, an enjoy it's a very enjoyable movie, but it's not good, objectively. No, I mean, the, the fight scenes are well done, at least, in London. The comedy's better. Yeah. Because what, what's the comedy in this film? That's just the human centipede conversation, I think, and that's really it. And that is really it. But it's just, I don't know. I, I'm i more disappointed that this has probably put a giant dent into Terry Crews' career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't think this is going to impact Ludacris' career, because he could probably still just... His what? His career. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is that? But it's just, I don't know, I feel like they just picked some shit out of a hat and then just went, yeah, whatever, we'll do it. And it's yeah. and it's just kind of upsetting in a way because this could have been a really good self-contained action redemption story and they somehow managed to fuck up, honestly, one of the simplest genres to do, which is action. Now, we know some of the folklore, but we don't know it in the depth that Americans may know it in, right? Yeah, that's true. Now, if anyone here, if anyone listening knows more about it and wants to message us to tell where we're wrong or educate us in it, we would happily accept that. 
Yeah. Because if it could change our outlook on what it, what we believe is an utterly dreadful film, then I think we could only benefit by learning more. Is there anything else that you specifically want to talk about or mention? Uh, no. So overall, in terms of the, I guess, John Henry 2020 reimagining, if you have um, made it this far, you can probably tell that I specifically don't like it. It is a boring waste of time. There's no thread through. There's no plot. It's just a load of scenes that don't make sense with characters that just don't have that. We've said it in other things. There's characters that just don't have character, but this doesn't have a plot, this doesn't have characters, and it all culminates in a short-lived, kind of wimpy far of an end conclusion. And it's just it's just a pile of shit. And I give it a 2 out of 10. I'll also give it a 2 out of 10, because this movie is just a big, stinking, sulfuric number 2. It had actors that we know can act and are loved by the people. But the writing, the direction, and the choice of using John Henry, I think, was only to try and get people to watch it. It feels like a failure on ratatoying proportions. Except it's not fun to watch. It's not so bad, it's good. It's just straight up bad. And I can't really say more than that. I'm not going to give any more analyses on the movie right now. I'm just going to say it's bad. Please don't waste your life watching this. And on that note, Fruit Bowl fans, comes the end of the episode. As always, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and all other major podcast platforms to catch new episodes every Friday. Or support us directly by going to anchor.fm forward slash fruitballweekly. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at fruitballweekly to keep up to date with fruitball news, any giveaways we may be doing, or to catch our fan-picked review polls every four weeks. Please send any feedback or any fruitball episode ideas to us at fruitballweekly at gmail.com and we will catch you next week. See you then. See you then. Woop woop.